Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the scriptures. My Bible study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. First human, the first man that changed God's word by her own interpretation. Think about that. Instead of quoting God's word, she gave her own little twist on it. First, she added a prohibition that they were not even to touch the forbidden tree. Then, she subtracted from the penalty that you will die. That's in verse three, verse, chapter 3, verse 3. You shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. That's less forceful, I guess you could say. I guess that'd be the word I'd use. That word is less forceful in Hebrew than God's statement, say, in verse two, chapter 2, verse 17. Says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and f- good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. You shall surely die. Over here, she just says, "If I touch it, I'll die." Right? That's not what God's word says. How can you tend to a garden without touching the garden? All God was saying was. It's not time for you to eat of the knowledge of good and evil. But you need to take care of the tree. That's my tithe. You take care of that tree for me. And eventually, you will learn good versus evil. But right now, your act of obedience concerning this tree will begin training you in that area. That's that's the intent there, okay? That they needed to learn obedience to God. That's the whole purpose of that, that they would be obedient to God, showing their reverence for him by obeying his command. Other than that, they are free to eat from the tree of life. They can live forever. They can eat from the apple tree and the banana tree and you know all the other trees in the garden, everything they can eat from. God just said in, act, in an act of obedience to my total dominion, leave this tree for me. That's all he said. That's all they had to do was be obedient in that one thing. And they had made God happy. Amen. But then we have the serpent who is so jealous, so envious of man, Adam and Eve, that God... Now remember, Satan was the anointed cherub Lucifer. The anointed cherub, that means the anointing of God was upon him. That creative power was given to say he was over, you could say he was the uh, uh, on-the-job superintendent of all of creation. And all the angels could see that God's anointing was upon him. And He's seen all of this creation, all these things being so beautifully and wonderfully made. 
And God says he's going to give it to this pile of dirt that's walking around. And he's like, why? I mean, give it to me. I can run this. I can run this as a matter of fact. And that's where sin began. With Satan himself deciding he was going to be just like the Most High God. He was going to have dominion over this, all his natural creation. He was going to take it. And he comes looking around, how can I get, because remember, all the angels here are subject to Adam and Eve. So he just can't walk in there. Adam and Eve knew, probably knew who he was. So he couldn't just come walking into the garden and say, hey, fall down and worship me. No, he couldn't do that. But he had to get them to question God's intentions. He had to get them to understand the way he was thinking. But he just couldn't come flat out and say, God's hiding stuff from you. You know what? Because Adam would have been riled right there. What are you talking about? God is not a lie. So he had to get them to question it in their own minds. And he chose Eve. Like I said, we don't know if God spoke the command directly to Eve or spoke it to Adam, and Adam wasn't supposed to inform Eve. But either way, he found this serpent, and we know from the Bible example, the serpent was walking around. It had legs. It was not crawling on its belly because that came as part of the curse. All right? And as a matter of fact, I just read recently, this is within the last couple of months, archaeologists have discovered a serpent that had leg extensions. The first time it's ever been discovered, an actual fossil record of a serpent that had legs attached. Now, wouldn't that be a reptile, like a lizard or something? No, different structures. This, they verified, is a serpent that had leg extensions. Well, that just proves evolution. No, it proves God is what it proves. It proves the Bible. This serpent had, the serpent animal or creature was walking around. And Adam and Eve were talking with the birds and the ducks and the fish and the the serpent. That was part of their daily existence. It wasn't a, a, a creature to be shunned. That came as part of the curse. So anyway, Satan possesses this animal, this serpent. And let's read verses 4 and 5. The serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. Remember in verse 3, the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. That's not actually what God said. We can go back over again to chapter 2, verse 17. Of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Well, over here, the serpent is tricking Eve. In verse 4, he says, you won't die. God knows that in the day you eat from that tree, your eyes will be opened. And you'll be as God. Knowing good and knowing evil. 
And the day you eat of this, God knows the day you eat of that, your eyes will be open to everything. You'll see it just like God sees. God's holding out on you, girl. God doesn't want you to be like him. But I can guarantee you, if you eat from this tree, your eyes will be, you'll be just like God in this earth. You'll know good and evil. You'll, you'll see what the difference is. The serpent's, his response was basically to deny the truth and what God said. Quoting God's statement verbatim, and then negating it in the process. That exposes the intent of the serpent's initial question in verse three, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. Has God said? In other words, didn't God say you could eat from every tree in the garden? The serpent offered an alternative interpretation, basically, of God's motives in this. If they would eat it, he claimed, then they would possess God-like ethical awareness of their surroundings. You know, you can go in, in some places in the inner city and intuitively you know, I'm not going down there. Now, there are people that go in and out of there all the time. But if you have that intuitive knowledge I'm not going in there, right? Not fear. I'm not talking about I'm too scared to go down there. No. Intuitive knowledge. If I go down there, I don't belong there, and this is going to cause problems. So intuitively, you just stay away. Why? It's good for you, number one. Number two, it's good for them because if you go down there and something happens, you may have to do something you don't want to do, all right? I'm getting off track here, so let me jump back in. Satan himself is trying to get God's own authoritative creature, man, to deny God's right and truth. So if he could just get them to believe what he said, just to partake of the thought processes here, then they would possess God-like ethical awareness and the serpent first implied that God is less God is less than he's projecting to man to be. Whoa, that was deep. Think about that. The serpent is trying to tell Eve, look, God's making himself out to be almighty stuff here. You know, I'm telling you, he's not all that powerful. I'm telling you that he knows if you eat from this tree, because this is the tree he eats from, that's why he said it belongs to him. If you eat from that tree, you're going to be just like he is. Matter of fact, you're going to see things just like he is. You're going to see what I'm telling you is true. That's the trick. How many people do you know that I believe there is a God? Well, the Bible says, good, the devils believe, but they tremble. They know there's a God, but there's nothing they can do about their eternal destiny. The devil's trick is, yeah, there may be a God, but you're, didn't the Bible say you're, you're little gods? 
right? He'll do whatever he can to bring God from the high and almighty down to a level that you can attain. That's why some of these false religions talk about, you know, you can continue to evolve until you're just like God. And one religion, false religion in particular, claims that, you know, if you become part of that religion and you do what's required and you do all this stuff, that you'll eventually and you know, become like a star in heaven. You'll be a god of your own universe or your own solar system. You'll be god of your own planet. No, no, and no. All right? But that's what Satan is trying to get Eve to believe here. Right? That God is so threatened by the wonderful beings that he's created and now worried about what they would become, he restricted their full development. And the, and the serpent, the Satan through the serpent, is calling into question God's character and whether or not he is trustful, whether or not the, the Adam and Eve should really truly trust everything God's telling them here. Right? Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.